He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. We are in the year 2021 in season three, and we're halfway through season three in week number six. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson, and I'm joined by Braden Martin, number three driver for Aussie Car Formula Skip Bar. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Could get used to those intros. Keep them coming. Normally, it's yeah, you don't well, want to talk to me. So, for, for six weeks, mate, you are the number three best person in Aussie Cast Formula Skip Barber. So, congratulations. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, let's get into what the podcast is about. We're doing the news and results podcast right now. So, you're here to hear. All, you're here to listen to all the news and results from the Australasian region, or really Australia, New Zealand. If you've got any information on news and results you want to get to us, hit us up. Either on the Facebook Locked On Lads or the Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Get in there, hit us up. If you want to pre-record some stuff with us, that's the best kind of content we do because that we we don't have to do the huge amount for it. But get your stuff out there. We're happy to do that with you. Just let us know. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the RSS feed or the podcast through the podcast app of your choice or on the YouTube channel where the podcasts are going up as well at the moment. Uh, leave us a review or comment on the uh, YouTube channel or whatever you can. Because uh, all that kind of stuff helps us out a huge deal. Now, this week, not only are we brought to you by CD Symptography, who is one of the best uh, dirt oval photographers who's branching out into road stuff at the moment in Clayton Davies uh, out there. So go check him out, CD Symptography on Facebook. We're also brought to you by Brewster Coffee. So B R E W S T R dot coffee. Uh, go check out the website. You can find the best local coffee in your region, no matter where you are in the world, and you can add your favorite coffee to the website, give them a review so other people can check them out. So definitely go check them out. They're sponsoring us for a full year. You'll see them on the cars. You'll hear us talk about them, and we'll probably have um, other content around them as well. So thank you very much for actually for joining the sponsorship crew. However, we're here to talk about racing, racing in particular, Braden, mate, what has been happening? It's been a week for you, mate. Let's let's go through. By the way, sneak peek, I've got an official race that I did. Oh, jeez. Do, yeah. do, we, do we start there? That's a, that's a rare occurrence. No, I need to take a breath. I just talked for way too long. <laughs> so you go. All right. So, yeah, um, pretty much same old, same old. Just a bit of skippy racing this week. Um, I can't remember if I talked about I did do an oval race last week um, on stream just a rookie oval because I was uh, tired of doing the skippy, but um, that went okay. But obviously the staple is the skippy. So we are at Sakuba this week, um, which has been pretty pr- fruitful, I suppose. I've done four races. Um, the first one I qualified second and was having a okay battle with the guy in first. I felt like I was a bit quicker than him. Um, and he just checked up a little bit into the final hairpin and uh, I couldn't slow down quick enough. Got a little bit of net code. I know this is a running joke from you, Pete, but it actually was net code. <laughs> and he spun, yeah. but he spun right in front of me. So it was one of those ones where the car turns and basically you just got nowhere to go, T-boned him. Um, and then we were about two and a half seconds already clear of the people behind us. And apparently none of them managed to realize there was two cars spun around in the hairpin <laughs> and came clattering through and you know took me out. So I had to tow. Um, so I managed to get back for 11th, but it was really disappointing because obviously, you know, I'm on that road to 3K grind trying to get the 3K I rating and that was a bit of a dent. But um, after that, things went swimmingly. So 
I did two more races. The first one, I had the perfect race, Peter. The perfect yeah, I race. I've heard this. I, so I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Qualified pole, which was nice. Um, always nice, especially at Sakuba to be on the front row because it's so hard to pass. <laughs> um, qualified pole, led all 24 laps, uh, got the fastest lap and had a 0x. So that was great. Um, perfect race. There yes. are people that does exist. It does. Uh, and then did SNL, so missed out on top split Sunday Night Lights race by two cars. So I was car number two in the second split, um, along with Nathan, who was in as well. Um, and yeah, had another good race. It was looking like I was going to do the perfect race again, back-to-back perfect races. So qualified pole, um, got off to a great start, was leading by about seven seconds. Uh, when I ran into some lap traffic, which... Did not go well. For anyone who's seen the Twitch clip I put up in the Discord, I have no idea how I survived. Um, basically, I asked for a guy to let me go. I was probably a little bit far back to ask to go through at turn one, but I thought, you know, maybe he'll let me through. Not didn't let me through. I am, mate. I'm number three in Aussie car. Let me pass. <laughs> didn't, didn't let me through, obviously. Um, and then as we're going through the sort of SE chicane things to go into turn four... Um, he pulled over to the side and I thought, oh, okay, he's going to lift off and, and let me through. And then all of a sudden he was back on the racing line, but not only did he come back on the racing line, he just slammed his brakes on in the middle of the corner. So I've had to like rip the car to the left in the hope that I miss him. I've cleaned him up in the back, um, which made me get four X, which was a bit annoying. Cause like I said, I was on track for another perfect race. Um, and I, you could hear the panic in my voice. Like I thought I was dead <laughs> and I thought, you know, I've gone from, easily winning this race like it's not even close to god knows what but thankfully the car basically had next to no damage i think my initial thing was the car screwed i just yeah. didn't hadn't even driven a meter yet and i'm like the car's the car's screwed um the steering was a little bit loose and not quite as tight as it was but um we managed to continue on and end up winning the race and ended up actually still pulling away from the guy in second spot a little bit further so that was scary um and then i did one more race at Sukuba, um yesterday because i thought oh just and I, I was like should i stream it should i no, i won't stream it um but then i was thinking halfway through the race oh no i might actually get to 3k here which is like been my whole <laughs> thing on the stream i'm gonna do it off stream yeah um so i was basically in the gearbox of um sunkit wong who's a quite and that's not me making fun of someone's name that's generally his name on um yeah. racing is sunkit wong um and yeah, he qualified pole just. I qualified second. I literally followed him for 24 laps to the point where my car was in his gearbox for so long that on caps, my engine temperature actually went into the orange. I've never seen that before. <laughs> so obviously, I was just literally following him so closely for so yeah. long that it actually started to heat up the engine. Um, and yeah, just there was nowhere to pass. I, I couldn't do anything. He He was defending into turn one. Uh, I couldn't get a quick enough run around that. It was just impossible. I tried every single line possible to make a clean move and just couldn't get through. So I ended up with a second. But the funny thing was, my ratings ended up on 2,999. So, <laughs> so one short of um, one, one short, short of, 3K. of 3K. So hopefully the next race goes well. How many streams are you going to do now before you get there? <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? I could end up back at 1K. <laughs> Anything's exactly. possible. Um, but yeah, then obviously we had Aussie car, but we'll talk about that in a second. I want to hear about your official. Yeah, so last Thursday, I'm sitting there. We've got the last round of the season for Aussie car, and I'm, I've been sitting there doing a bit of code, but not a huge amount of it. And 
every time I set it up, the, the tracks are like 49 degrees. And I'm just like, this is this is nuts. I don't want to do this. This is It probably won't be this in the race. I understand the track. I know what I've got to do. I'll just get on in practice before the race and, and we'll worry about then. So that was about one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, hold on, there's a, it's a Kuba this week. Or hold on, David Haynes, Sakaba. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, I love this track. It, it is one of my favorites. I had a really good result there when we went there in Aussie car. Um, and it's obviously going up through the MX-5s. We race there all the time. So I went, oh, let's let's jump in there and let's let's see how we go. Did a bit of qualify. I did a bit of practice and was pretty good on pace and jumped into qualify. I got 11th. Um, found out I was in top split, but it's a top split of, what was it, 1,918. So it wasn't a very good one. Um, car number 11, I think I rolled through with. Something like that. So qualifying was pretty much right on on brand on where I was supposed to be, and um, got out to a good start, hung wide on the first corner, and then was somehow got wide on the second corner as well. So I don't know how I managed that, but coming into the second hairpin uh, on the outside, an old mate behind me's collected me. Um, but instead of doing that panic thing that I normally do of ah oh, shit and, and oversteer and, and break and, and go on the wall, I just sort of went with it so he he's when i went back and looked at it his front wing had clipped my rear tire so basically he just pushed me through and i'd already breaking early anyway because everyone else in front of me was checking up as you do on on the second hairpin at sakuba so um it just pushed me wide so i went around the outside let about two three cars through pushed me back to about 15th 16th and i went oh here we go car feels fine no problems at all a um, couple cars go off around the next right-hander, um, dodge them, fine, come around the main straight. There's two cars facing the wrong direction there. Turns out he was one of them. <laughs> um, he'd lost it in the rear Standard. coming onto the main straight and went into the wall. Uh, so then all of a sudden I'm back up to like 11th or, or something, and then there's a group about three or four in front of me, about two or three seconds ahead. So I'm out of the draft, but I'm chipping away at them, just one-tenth, two-tenths every now and then, especially once my tyres got in. And... Um, Chased them down in the 24 laps with about, actually, with about five laps to go. Two of them went off to the right uh, around that that right-hander after the second hairpin. Um, dodged them, so all of a sudden I'm in ninth. And then I'm I'm catching up this the last one in that crew. Uh, get on the back of him with, with about four to go. But, as you know, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to overtake. So instead of overtaking him or pushing him, getting his mirrors, moving around a lot, just making sure I was outbreaking him into things so I made him think about it. And he came around that same right-hander and tail flipped out. So he, he went over to the right-hand side and I just went straight past him. And from there, he, he caught it again because he was already two seconds behind and I was going faster than him anyway. And I was a good four seconds down to uh, the next person but but finished a good second ahead of um, someone else overtook him in the end and was catching me, but uh, ended up eighth. Started 11th, got to 8th. Only the 4X was on that, that first turn. And, yeah, it was a pr- pretty good result. Got a massive 27 I rating and a .04 in, in, in SR. But, yeah, it was good to be back out there and actually racing um, officials again. If you can uh, string a couple of good races together at Sakuba, it's actually really good for um, SR because it's oh, 24 yeah. laps. Well, mm-hmm. it was for the Skippy, obviously. 
and 12 corners in those 24 uh, in those short little laps so 24 laps 12 corners plenty of sr yep. to gain um and it's really hard really to get off tracks it's more if you have contact with anyone it's not so much off yeah. tracks yeah, well, that's it. So oh, I was, I'm, I love that place. So I'm, where are we at this week anyway? I haven't looked Red yet. Bull Ring. In the officials? Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're both. We're both yep. Aussie car. Okay, cool. I better buy it then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. That's how my life's been since then. Yeah, so it was Aussie car, which I guess we'll go into. We'll go through my nightmare because there's not much to talk about. Um, Lining up for race one, qualified, you know, not too bad, 18th, 16th, whatever it was, I can't remember. Um, and race labs had been a bitch for me all day and tried to fix it and then trying to fix it, rate, um, I racing decided to die. Uh, did the whole thing and you had to actually physically kill it in the task manager, but this is as we're going to grid up, so I've got two minutes to fix it and get it back up. Unfortunately, it was at 75%. When lights went green, so I had to start probably half a lap down in the pits. Um, from there, just basically circled, got my zero X, um, caught up to, I can't remember who it was, and I don't want to name someone, um, but I'm pretty sure it was Greg Holmes. I had him, I overtook him probably about 100 metres after the line because he'd obviously done some damage. He got tangled with someone and um, and lost it and, and was creeping home, and I almost got him, but it was just... It was good slowly catching people. You'd see the, the relative from 30. I got it down to about 12 with a lap to go. Um, I overtook, obviously, the people who spun out, which was a few people, including the person ahead of me in the road to 2K, which was Brady Baldwin. So that nullified my problem. But at that stage, with two races to go, I needed to not only nullify, I needed to actually gain points on him, which I didn't really do. So it was a real shame with the um with the internet or slash racing problems i will give a shout out though i went back and watched um donald's stream and although we were the locked on guys were obviously in chat um saying you know we'll hold off on the grid even though we're pretty sure it goes to the two minutes anyway because of the broadcast yeah. um uh alex mckellar and some of the top split and milo boys were sort of saying the same thing like oh just yeah. don't grid up make sure we can try and get him back in so shout out to you guys yeah. for yeah definitely um, doing that someone well. else said it as well there was a few people actually mentioned it to me so thank you to everyone uh in aussie car you guys are all legends um i was battling so hard you go watch the stream <laughs> my face is devastated because that that's when i thought i'd lost the the road to 2k sort of podium finish but um yeah we got through race one Zero X around Coda, I was impressed with that. And my times were good. Like they weren't, I wasn't slouching and just making sure of it. I was actually racing, trying to catch up in case anyone made a mistake. Like every point was going to count at that stage. Um, Went into race two, um, qualified okay, sort of mid-pack again, but it was obviously because half the field couldn't get a lap in. Um, Started okay, got through the S's with a bit of chaos, everyone trying to, the, the fast people come coming through and, and just, just trying to find, find a battle position. And then I came out of the, the SSS, the continual S, and come up onto the main straight. And Sorry, the, the road to the back straight, and I usually swing it out wide. But Ben Snell's decided to come <laughs> around me, and Ben Snell's there, and I'm like, fuck, I've got to not hit him. And so I've just pulled the steering within a little bit. Um, tails got loose and I've physically sworn at Ben Snell in loud voice. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I heard the rumor was you owe poor Ben Snell an apology. That's what, that's what I heard. I definitely do. Sorry, Ben. I was, it was, I swore at you on, on stream and it wasn't your fault. It was just, you were there in the wrong spot when I wanted to be there. So, um, 
but yeah, the, the, look, the credit to the whole thing was I spun there. I've never spun there before in any of the practice. I didn't know what to do, but tail went out facing towards the inside wall and somehow with brake and throttle management and steering management, the nose would have been about two mil from the wall at any <laughs> one point in time and didn't hit it at any stage. So I reversed out, went off, and I could still see the, the main pack in front of me. So by the time we got down to the end straight, I was back onto the main pack. So I'd only lost 10 seconds, basically. Got back, basically got an end of line if you're in, a, in an oval race and circled around, dodged a few people. You know, people went into the pits, jumping up the places that way. Got stuck behind the missed apex guys of Connors. Uh, what do I mean, Greg Holmes again? Um battling with them and then it's like three laps of battling i've just gone nah i can't do this i'm I, I get in front and then one of them would get behind me in, in front of me in the draft and i was making mistakes and not doing it very well so i've just pulled in the pits four laps into a what was it 12 lap race yeah which is you you pit first lap or you pit last chance you get that's the only two options you skip barber so i'm like oh this is a big risk but anyway let's do it and then came out behind a few cars battled with them got over a few of them Watched a few people spin out, um, but it was easier because I could make clean passes on these guys and and, and was watching sort of those guys and, and Ira because they were the cars that were around me when I went in. Ira came out ahead of me, um, but those two guys had either spun or, or didn't quite have a very good time and, and end up behind me. But then we're watching Snell crash out. We're watching <laughs> Russell crash out. We're watching Donald, cra- Donald and Chastity both crash out. And everyone's just just going by the wayside and all of a sudden I find myself in 11th and Ira's in front of me and I'm catching Ira and then I make a clean pass on him, abusing limits as far, much as I can because <laughs> I've got the spin. So there was one, one choice where I was probably about four car lengths off the track but just kept the kept the car going because I missed the apex completely. Um, didn't lose any time. But yeah, did exactly what you're about to talk about in a sec. I'm, I'm cruising. I'm like two seconds ahead of the group behind, three seconds ahead of the group behind. I'm fine. I can't catch it. Tim Corn's like 30, 23 seconds ahead of me, so there's no chance I'm catching him. Get to the final. Just just don't make any mistakes. Get to the final corner and just pull too hard on the steering wheel because I'm going too slow, and I just pulls across the corner of the last uh, apex, which gives you a 1.2-second slowdown, and the finish line is right there. <laughs> yeah, you don't have long to clear it. <laughs> you don't have any time. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm cr- crawling, I'm crawling. Yeah, I'm fine. Hold on. Then literally two car lengths from the finish line. I'm like, I've still got three... 0.3 of a second here to clear, slam on the brakes, lock it up just before the finish line, then clear it and then go again and then finish about a second ahead of Ira, who would have been seeing me just going, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Um, but yeah, so finished, got my 10th, got my road to 3K, 2K, third place. And um, unfortunately, Brady Baldwin had a stellar race in that race and sort of couldn't get past him. But yeah, it was good. But Brayden, let's talk about your near misses or victories. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because I, 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 I'm known for complaining about every track, but just about or saying I can't do it or t- saying I suck. But um, I genuinely really had trouble in practice this week. I, I don't know what it was about the track. It just took me a long time to be able to string a lap together. I know it's a long track. I honestly track, think temperature so... played a big part in it. Like yeah. every time we practice, I know it was it was plus 40 degrees. And I know some of the guys who were doing quick laps, were, were, it was it got down about 36 by the end of the session. Yeah. Um, like it, it was a very slippery track. Yeah. Very different in heat. 
Yeah, that could be part of it. And I feel like I was probably overdriving a little bit as well in practice, mm-hmm. trying to get faster and faster. Yep. Um, and yeah, come race night, jumped in the practice session, did a few laps and didn't feel too bad, but still definitely wasn't feeling confident. Um, race one, I think I qualified six, which is pretty standard qualifying for me. <laughs> I think I qualified six quite a few times this uh, season, but I was I was really happy with that because I, I really wasn't expecting to be that high up. And um, I guess the story of both my races got a really good start. Um, it's pretty hard to get a good start in the stiffies because everyone sort of just goes off at the same time. But I guess it's basically reaction time. Um, and both times got a really good start. So first uh, first turn uh, managed to pop up the inside of can't remember who it was. Might have been can't remember who qualified in front of me, but I know I got um mites on the inside into the second turn um as mightsy sometimes does was probably a little bit conservative (laughs) the first little (laughs) bit of the bit of the race and it sort of let me get through so i was up to fourth um quite early which was really good um really good uh i sort of was basically hanging around that pack I, i i figured out very quickly that i had a very different line or different style of driving the first section of S's than most of the other guys. I like to take a bit of speed off earlier in the turn uh, in the first apex and then carry more speed through the last part. Whereas the other guys are carrying a lot more speed through the first part and then having to slow it up a little bit in the second part, which was making it really interesting because people were getting very close to me on my tail in that first part, not expecting me to slow up as much as I was. Um, actually sent Ben a message after because I said, oh, sorry, like I hope you didn't think I was doing it to try and like hold you guys. I probably think it was just that was the way I was taking that turn. And he's like, no, 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 there's, you know, a million different lines for that. That's all good. Um, So yeah, was working through the, through the race, um, was holding my own and it was surprising. Like I actually felt like I was doing a pretty good job. Um, I was sticking with Chasty had a chance to get up to third for a bit. So Chasty was running first and I was running third. So it was actually a locked on bread sandwich this time for some yep. of the top split boys instead of, <laughs> um, you know, poor Chasty having green cars all around him, which was which was really cool. Um, so it was running in third. I had Donald behind me and that was good. I, I, I feel like I know Donald's driving. He doesn't take too many risks um, most of the time. Um, and then Ben got behind me, so I had Ben behind me, and I think I said you can hear in one in your guys' stream, like, "Oh no, I don't have polite Donald behind me," and I was like, yeah. you know, that made me a little bit nervous. So he was behind me for the last couple of laps, and he was faster than me, but he couldn't really get past me. There wasn't really anywhere to pass except for down the end of the hairpin, and he wasn't that good out of onto the straight. There was the one yeah. corner he seemed to not be able to get right. And with the little bit of toe I was getting from the guys in front, he couldn't really get a perfect run um, to get me down the straight. So I'm assuming he would have wanted to get me down the straight into the, on that last lap, but couldn't. And through that infield section, I was pretty strong. It was probably actually where I was quite, quite quick. Um, but I choked. <laughs> I completely, completely choked the last two corners. So... Uh, just went a bit deep and didn't get the turning quite right into the second last corner, which gave Ben the run up the inside. And I basically broke a little bit early to try and carry a whole heap of speed around the outside into the last turn. Um, and he just pit me on the line by 6,000. So I missed out on a podium, um, which was obviously my goal for the season. We could talk about those in a second. Yep. Um, and yeah, but then race two, um, did a really good 
qualifying lap again, um, which was really nice. I think I qualified third uh, for race two, which was which was nice. Was it? F- no, maybe it wasn't third. I have to check anyway. Oh no, it was third. Yeah, so qualified third. Um, Donald qualified second, and again got a really good jump and jumped him into turn one. So was sitting in second spot at the end of turn one behind Alex um, McKellar. And we sort of got away to a good start, drove off. Um, The guys behind were sort of, you know, not too close to us, um, couldn't get us down the straight or anything like that. And then the pit entry came. (laughs) So I followed Alex into the pits. We were pretty far ahead of each other, uh, ahead of the other guys a second or so. Uh, So we had plenty of space. I actually got a really good run into the pits to the point where I, I had to slow down because I almost overtook him into the pits Um, ended up going up the inside and getting a good sort of time. Um, and then behind, all we see is Chasty going flipping over the side. <laughs> so um, that wasn't great for him. Had a good pit stop. Um, it was only like 9.5 seconds for tyres, which meant I stayed with Alex. Um, and then basically Alex and I just drove off um, and battled for the whole the whole sort of race. We were very polite to each other. I knew he had a championship to win, and I think he knew that I was pretty nervous, <laughs> to say the least, um, and sort of leapfrogged each other backwards and forwards on the straight and built up a pretty good sort of eight-second gap um, because Alex, John, and Russell came together when they pitted on, uh, or when Russell pitted on lap two, coming into the apex, just... Um, uh, crashed into each other so we had nothing but space in hindsight i wish i had been a bit more aggressive especially on the last lap knowing alex needed to needed just to not you know die to make sure he wins the championship i think if ben was still in the race he might have not he probably would have you know been more worried about being taken out but i think with ben out of the race it didn't really matter what happened he was still going to win um, so in a sense, I do kind of regret not being a little bit more aggressive and maybe trying to force the issue a bit more, but, you know, I was pretty content with where I was, uh, coming into the last turn, sort of, we were basically point, you know, three seconds for the whole race away from each other. Um, tried to just take a really tight line and hope that I could get some kind of run to the line, but gave myself a slowdown. So I ended up losing by three seconds. Uh, but getting a second place, which was really awesome. Uh, but it's kind of a bit salty that it says three seconds when it really should have been like, you know, less than half a second that I was off Alex McKellar, the champion. So, uh, yeah, it was. A, it ended up being a really good night considering how worried I was about Coda. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a good night overall. Uh, like I, I, we've talked about it a few times in a few different things. I think now um, what are we... We've six locked on cars in the last in that top 10 in that second race which is really yeah. good to see so um yeah I, I think um i think we had a had a good finish to the season and i think we're ready to go for next season which is i guess the big part of it so yep. yeah that's what we've been up to so let's move into the news and results which this week is brought to you by Brewster Coffee uh brewster.com Coffee is the way to find it. That's B-R-E-W-S-T-R. I'm scrolling around on at the moment trying to find some reviews to bring you. Uh, I found a cafe in, in Adelaide um, that apparently has pretty good coffee, but the review's from a year ago, so I'm just flicking through trying to find some to bring up. Um, but if you are after coffee in your local area, you go to this website and 
basically there's two things you can do is review someone uh, when you have a coffee so other people can find it and tell how good it is or you can um definitely if you want to look around so and find it like this one here i found in Yuronga, queensland brisbane corso uh so it looks like it's a little mobile uh van which is pretty cool but it's uh super convenient and cute uh, four stars, three, uh, four stars on speed, four stars on coffee quality, and four stars on price. Uh, so, and then someone else has reviewed it. Baladi is the the name of this little place. Um, is one of Brisbane's best new coffee spots, situated in Brisbane Corso, overlooking the river. So, there's a whole lot of other stuff there. So, it's pretty cool. Go check it out. B r e w s t r dot coffee. Um, but yes, news. Let's go into the news. I can't believe we're only up to the news. <laughs> We've got some stuff for you this week. So Alex McKellar, congratulations. He has taken away, as we've probably mentioned a few times previously before, uh, the Aussie car formula, Skip Barber. And like we did with Alex Jones, we thought we'd get Alex McKellar on to have a bit of a chat about his maiden win, as in series win. Like he, We found out he apparently raced back in season two and didn't tell anyone about it uh, when we've been going through data. But... Uh, he's, he's tried the last couple of seasons to, to get his win. Uh, they've won the team championship before. They're on a three-peat at the moment, so hopefully they don't get that in season nine. However, um, he did win, and we had a chat to him. So congratulations, Alex McKellar, on a great win in Aussie Formula Skip Barber season eight. And he take away, Alex. And welcome, Alex McKellar, to the podcast yet again. Congratulations. We'll start off with that. How How's it feel, Aussie Aussie Car Formula Skip Barber champion for season eight. Thanks, Wilco. Uh, g'day, Brain. Look, it's uh, pretty cool, actually. Um, set myself a goal a couple of seasons ago to try and win it, and it's taken three to get there, <laughs> uh, which says a bit about the competition. Um, and uh, look, really pleased to get there at the end. Um, and, you know, it was a good round to finish, too. I wasn't expecting anything so. Um, I guess successful in the final round. Uh, just sort of wanted to get around cleanly, but uh, you know, sometimes things go your way. How did you feel going to that last round with it actually being so close? Um, were, you, how, were you nervous at all? Oh, look, uh, I knew it'd take a fair bit to to haul back the lead. It, but having said that, you know, we saw in the um, in the oval round, the lead changed hands in between races yep. just based on incidents. So uh, anything was possible. And, you know, just trying to get a solid result, which I think consistency is absolutely vital in these sorts of these sorts of championships. So just trying to trying to get away with that. Definitely. Uh, talking about consistency, we do have to say congratulations to the guy next to me. I know I said I wasn't allowed to hype him up at all, uh, but Brayden is here with us. Congratulations on third. He is the example of how consistency changes the season. Um, for once. For once. Um, <laughs> did, did, what happened when Snell crashed during the race, Alex? Was that, the, was that a bit of a weight off your shoulders at that stage? Yeah, it was um, the week before at Monza um, where he clipped the curb and yep. broke the suspension. Not only was that a bit of a surprise, actually, it, it did uh, take a bit of the weight off and it dropped him back to third after that round, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. But then, um, yeah, between it was between the three of us, Russell, Ben and myself, uh, uh, 
and then Braden, as it turns out, uh, in the end, which was great. Um, but yeah, look, the two of them didn't have uh, a great time at Coda. You know, it's it's a, I said in the post race interview on SimSpeed that um, it's a polarizing track, and you know, I, I just wanted to finish consistently uh, on on the race night, and uh, just glad it went my way. But certainly, um, you know, it didn't hurt that the the mates of mine in the green, other green cars had a bad night. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, was no. It was a interesting season with some changes to the formats and uh, the way the racing was held. What was your favourite part of this season? Look, third season uh, for me in a row, and for it to be, um, I guess, interesting and changing each time. You know, last season was brilliant with the the two tracks each week, even if it was at the same location, sort of thing. But it it really mixed it up. Uh, and then again, the points changes here, which are not necessarily unique to this series. You see them sometimes in other places, but you combine it with the existing format and the fact that it's different. You know, and I've said it a couple of times during the season. Just something as simple as the the, the zero incident points giving you uh, championship points. You know, it really changed the way you approach racing, both in terms of um, you know wanting to get those two bonus points and the difference it could make, but also you know, if you did happen to pick up the one in one X, uh, it really changed the race from then on out. As you saw with people like Ben Snell, who, you know, if you watched us at Nurburg, um, you know, he was free to race from pretty much lap one or two uh, in that really tight finish, and it really meant he could push. Whereas I was thinking, well, you know, one position up the road, uh, if I hang on to my two points, it doesn't affect my championship sort of thing. We come out even. So, a lot to think about more than just steering. You know. It did make me laugh on the broadcast when they were trying to work out why he hadn't set a lap time yet. And they, they were so confused, like thinking, does he have a penalty? Has he had a slowdown? He hasn't been out of clear. I'm like, guys, have you not watched Ben race? <laughs> Once that off track bonus is gone, there is no limits. <laughs> exactly right. And, you know, it just mixes things up um, so much. So, you know, hats off to Aura for the innovation. Yeah, definitely. I can tell you now. I because I missed the start on the first race, and all I was battling for was that that bonus for the for the zero X. And then in race two, as soon as I went off right at the start, it was um yeah, I was attacking corners a lot more than I could I possibly would, and it was it was a good feeling. But have you got a highlight from the season so far, or from sorry the season itself? Oh, Chasty punting. It's hard to go past the maybe. So, <laughs> oh, I can laugh now, right? Yeah. Um, look, it's it's hard to go past the the dead heat at Monza. Oh, geez, right? yeah. Um, can I tell you? And I, we were, and we've had this a couple of times. And Ben is just my nemesis when it comes to this kind of finish. He's he's such a good steerer, as as you as you probably know, he drifts in real life, and I reckon it gives him the control and the confidence to do stuff like you see you know, exploiting uh, the full extent of the track and a bit more at times. But what it also means is that he's got, the, I guess, the confidence and the calmness in those pressure situations to be thinking ahead. So I, I reflect back to um, the Le Mans race and um, we'd been thinking um, fuel strategy and, and, and draft and this, that and the other thing the whole way through. And I was focused on that in, in, in throughout the race, right? Meanwhile, Ben's doing that, having not done as much practice as the rest of us, just quietly. Yep. But 
He's also thinking, how do I attack those last few corners to win the race? You know, and we were, we talk, spoke about it afterwards, and that was something that I learned. I took, I really took on board, and for the last couple of races, I worked on that in addition to everything else. So, Brian, I let you in on a tip, and it was uh, David Haynes spotted it in the in the in the race broadcast, and full shout out to him, really big compliment to David, because. Um, He's done it two or three times this season where he's picked exactly what I was thinking at the time, right? So I looked at the lap count and I knew on odds I needed to be in front and on evens I needed to be behind you. And I was thinking about that last lap sort of halfway through the race sort of thing. And that was something that I picked up and why, you know, Le Mans, but in particular the racing that I've had with Ben throughout at the front there has been a highlight for me. It's funny you should say that because I, I was thinking about the lap count as well, but I think I was just so nervous that I was up near the front and managing to hold on to a podium that I was like, I actually don't care if I come second at this point. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'm not going to do something stupid and crash you out for sure <laughs> uh, with the championship on the line. And then, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm pretty good Ted where I am. Although I was, I must admit, I was so tempted to make that dive up the inside when you did cross me. Uh, on that big long straight, I was like, oh, "That's probably not the right move to do." <laughs> so I, I pulled out. <laughs> but I had I had confidence in it, and like I wasn't I was only half joking on the radio. But the the serious bit that I said during the race to you, mate, was that you got this. Like you were, you'd earned your spot up there, and you'd um, every right to be there based on the effort that you put in. So from my point of view, I was actually trying to give you a bit of confidence <laughs> and calm you a bit so that you could go all right. But yeah. hey, can I just say, I, I was looking at the standings before. We've actually got two Locked On iRacing uh, podcast podium sitters in the room at the moment because, Wilco, you were third in the in the road to 2K as well, Yeah, mate. a little sneaky thing that went under the radar and I don't mind it going under the radar. It was... Um... I'll give you the heads up. I was a little bit nervous when I disconnected that first race. I'm like, here we go. It's all come to this. And uh, that's the end of it. But luckily, a few other people had some bad rounds. And I had that top 10 in the, in the last race, which sort of sealed it. But it was, look, honestly, shout out to Ira yet again. Um, the road to 2K has kept me more interested in this season. Like, cool, I finished 15th, which is a great effort for the, for the thing. But I finished third in the road to 2K, which is a huge effort. So... Um, it really kept my focus going a lot differently than it has for the last seven seasons, eight seasons that we've been going for now. So, yeah, it is, is a really big effort. And we're actually putting a, spe- a specialised Road to 2K team in this season as well. So looking forward to announcing that fairly soon. So, yeah. Yeah, nice one. Look, I agree with you. I mean, for me, and and, and Ben was the first one to say it uh, at a point, probably in the in the first season, full season that I did, uh, where he said, you know, it's it's the full extent of the field that keeps it as interesting mm-hmm. as anything else, right? Uh, like I'm I'm used to racing with the Milo guys and AJ a lot. We've done officials together for the last few years, and we have a great time, right? But there's there's more than that in in leading and winning a championship against thirty plus other drivers, you know, and they're not going to come back if it's not interesting for them too. So have that extra bit of innovation in there, I think, is is great. Um, and it gives you something to, to chase, right? Yeah, well, Ira's always talked about that, you know, your, your fast guys will come back because they want to win, but you, you're keeping your um, middle pack and, and rear drivers coming back week in, week out, which keeps a, a league going on, and that's what he's sort of focused on. So shout out to him, like I said, yeah, for doing such yeah, a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Great innovation. Yeah. So, so what are you looking forward to next season? 
Oh, look, I'm looking forward to more of the style of track uh, again. I mean, I like the this. I enjoyed this season for the style of track. The uh, a lot of people don't like um, big drafty tracks in in the skips, but I actually think that the flow of the Grand Prix circuits typically suit the car. It's a momentum car, and maybe it's just me, but I, I like them equally as much as you do the short technical stuff. There's a few. Uh, alternate layouts uh, at different tracks that are shorter and you don't even, you know, you, you're lucky if you get the skip into fifth gear, which are probably worth considering. But certainly my preference is, um, you know, the longer style tracks. I did a couple of laps at uh, Red Bull Ring yesterday just to check it out because I bought it for the season. That's a bit of fun as well. So looking forward to seeing what the racing's like there as well. Yeah, no, well, a few of the guys have already started practicing there as well. They're, they're very much looking forward to the season. Uh, no break, no turnaround. Uh, we, we assume uh, Alex John's coming back to defend. By the way, congratulations on getting the team's uh, trophy as well, considering Alex didn't turn up for a week. But, yeah, Alex is coming back to join you for <laughs> another season. Yeah, we're going to try and three-peat. If we can, well, you know, there's some new. Uh, I'm wondering about the locked on lineups for this season if uh, there might be some orders yeah. shuffled there, to potentially have a crack at discussions, it. Right? But I don't think um, that discussion went over too well. So we're, we're I don't know, we'll, we'll, see, oh, this, really? we'll see this week. The, dri- the drivers <laughs> might have been o- trying to overturn the team boss, maybe. I don't know because <laughs> well, I, I was sitting there, you know, watching the last race and I'm thinking there's a lot less green than i'm used to up here Look, we we got <laughs> we had six in the top 10 yeah it was yeah i said uh, i think i i don't know where i've said it. i've said it so many times i've talked to so many people about it but it was one of the more proud moments where um a track that's known for cars spinning out and it showed some of the best guys crashing out and locked on's been known from the start of spinning out a fair bit but we finished we finished six in the top 10 and it was a really proud moment for me that you know we got that was without Chastity as well, wasn't it? Did it Chastity got taken team? out by um, yeah. by Savinal like it was a murder, absolute murder. He just went <laughs> what and what happened? What happened? I don't know. What was the final adjudication? Uh, racing because I, I think they said racing I, Yeah, yeah. I, See, I, 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 I didn't shit have. I don't really. And um, said you need to protest this, and he's gone okay. <laughs> <laughs> I um I look. I didn't have any skin in that game because it's neither of my teammates yeah. sort of thing, but. I, I I didn't know which way to go because you know Donald's in the lane right, yep. and then Chasty comes across late. But and it was they were I guess both can claim to be unsighted on that. To be fair, yeah, um, I think it came down to if Chasty Chasty hadn't have cut across to get into the lane, which was something he he got shown before the race. I've, am I allowed to say that? I probably shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the the fact that Donald was counter steering at the time when he hit him when he wasn't going to hit the apex, that's why. I, 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 honestly, the reason I said it was because Mighty came fourth, and I went, I want to get Mighty. Like we, we can get Mighty a thirty if we protest this, <laughs> um, just yeah, jokingly. Nice. But you know, if it had have happened, Mighty did so well, so I just wanted him to get a bit of limelight. But um, yeah, look, racing incident every day of the week because both were at fault. So. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, okay. agreed. It was an interesting one. I, I was interested in any other people's views because I couldn't pick it myself. I would have probably called it racing just on that basis. Yeah, no, it, it was a good end. Like, it was a very good night. The, um, Kota, for all its... I hated it going in and I never liked it um, beforehand. That's why I haven't bought it until just before we went there. And, yeah, it turned out to be a really good night of racing. So thank you, Ira, for making me yeah. race tracks I probably would never race. 
<laughs> we um we had a chat about it. AJ described it as lacking soul, <laughs> and um I, I'd probably agree with him. And I was saying to them, uh, the guys in chat, that I read an article about how it was put together and how it was the people who designed it were talking about combining some of the best elements of other tracks around the world. Yeah. To me, that just spells Frankenstein, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really achieve anything if you, if you're mediocre across the board. You don't really achieve mm. greatness at anything. So yeah, no, it's um yeah. Look, it's it's a track we'd have to go to the back there for a while. I'm not looking forward to Catalonia um for the same reason. I just really, really, really hate it. Uh, but that's coming up <laughs> next season. Thanks, Ira. Who knows? You, you might have a top five if you hate it that much this time. Oh, God, I hope so. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need, I need something like that. But nah, look, it's it's going to be fun. So, like I said, congratulations, and you are coming back to defend the title, both titles. Um, any track you're looking forward to in particular, so we can work really hard at trying to beat you there. <laughs> uh, look. Uh... Obviously, yeah, probably the Red Bull ring the most. Yep. Like I said, a couple of laps there uh, last night, and uh, it looks like a bit of fun. Simple enough, but challenging enough, particularly on that downhill run into the final stretch. You know, you really want to be committed there, but it's so easy to to overshoot. And, you know, if you put it in the context of wanting to keep your zero X, um, you know, you can overshoot and cost yourself a couple of points pretty quickly. Yep, definitely. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for dropping by. Congratulations. And I'm sure we'll be chatting to you again soon sometime in the very near future. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Great to catch up. No problem. See you, mate. Thank you for that, Alex. I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. Once again, another person is probably going to win something fairly soon, and we'll hear about him later on in the podcast when he talks about Sunday Night Lights. Let's move on to the next little bit of news that happened this week, which uh, Hybrid Racing Simulations has been teasing some stuff. They've definitely uh, they announced that they're working with uh, Shane Van Gisbergen on some things. And this is the first little bit uh, that has started to come out about that. So they sort of, they've been hinting at it, but they've actually shown off now this new wheel that uh, they're, they're working on, that they've designed with Shane Van Gisbergen. There'll be a limited of 100... Uh, wheels only made uh we're not taking they're not taking pre-orders as yet but uh keep an eye out for the future when this actually comes to fruition uh it's based on the omp 310 alu gt wim wheel rim um and looks snazzy as hell there is buttons and toggles out the wazoo um there is an actual display built into this wheel as well this thing will not be cheap and there is a very limited number of these so Braden, I shared this in the in the Discord. What do you think of this little beauty that's going to cost an arm and a leg, but it's going to be worth it? I know it piqued your interest, that's for sure. It definitely <laughs> did. That's why I'm talking about it. No, it's beautiful. It looks it looks great. Um, it's definitely one of those things where you'll buy that and you'll never have to buy another wheel again. Um, you know, it's got everything you need. Looks great. I'm knowing it's from HRS means it'll be absolutely top notch quality. Um, but yeah, I do think it will come with a pretty price tag. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking at it now. I reckon I can see at least 15 or so buttons on there. There's at least four dials. It looks like there's triggers behind, which are probably... No, that's the, that, that is the gear shifter. Um, and obviously the display. The display looks nuts. Um, and it's got the rev, rev lights on it as well with the brake lock-up lights on the side of it as well. And it's got SVG's actual thing. And it'll have a unit number, so number whatever of 100 on there as well comes with a sign thing to say that it is limited edition uh and super comfortable from what they 
from what, from what they're testing, but this is basically Shane going to them and saying, can you make me a special wheel? And you can probably sell it if you want to as a as a separate thing, but they're basically designed for him for all this GT racing that he's doing. Um, so, yeah, very, very excited about that. Go to Hybrid Racing Simulations, follow their Facebook page. You'll get all the links and details on there, or hrsims.com is the other place you can go to check it out. There's a little bit of photos and stuff like that on there as well. However, let's go on to the next piece of news and the final piece of news for today. And we just, as we probably do, um, we generally talk about the registrations for Aussie Car, Formula Skip Barber, and now Formula Vs. And we also want to go through some predictions we did. We want to revisit them um, and probably maybe predict this season as well, I guess. Uh, But at this stage, I'm looking at Skip Barber series info. Uh, We have... 27 people have re-registered or, or joined. So there are some new faces in there as well. There's some notable omissions there. What's going on, Milo Racing or Van Diemen Racing? Sorry. What's, what's yeah, happening not, here? Not even the Noodle Squad. Yeah, I know. So it's very maybe interesting stuff there. Fashionably late, maybe. Well, hopefully. Uh, we've got the 15 million Locked On Racing cars. We do have an announcement to go with that. Ashley Knowles has joined Locked On Racing to form because we've got tim harris we brought in for the bmws which he also does get barber so he's going to team up with tim court uh we're going to do the tim tam car um <laughs> which won't be painted tim tams at all we've just changed tim harris's name to tam just for this uh, but what it means is i me and ashley Knowles will be racing for the road to 2k so we're gonna have a locked on those road to 2k team so uh, that's a little bit of an announcement for you. Um, he will be also driving in the Vs under Locked On Racing, but just by himself at this stage. Uh, there's, what, we've got about six other teams, seven other teams here from High Octane Simsport. Uh, you've got uh, ORT, which is the Aussie Car Racing Team. Missed Apex is back again. White Knuckles there. Team Wolfpack Racing, which is interesting. Uh, Top Switz again back. We don't have Chicken Up uh, at this stage. So there is, uh, no, sorry, Chicken Up is in Vs. I was hoping they'd come across, but they haven't. Um, But yeah, so that's what we're looking at for that at the moment. The Road to 2K has 15 people. Very interesting enough. The last person on that list is now Clayton Davies. Mm. So there there we go. go. He'll be joining the team. I wonder if he has he with Brady Baldwin. I wonder if he's going to race with him under his team. But that's very, very interesting. Let's go to the V Series info, which has... 38 people registered already. I know, it's another big field. <laughs> and Chaz Mostert is in there. Uh, Ryan Jones, unfortunately, is in there. There's a few <laughs> people with same last names in here as well, I've noticed as well. So um, Jamie Skeller's back to probably uh, get some revenge on, on the last couple of races of last season. Simon Hettershied as well. Philip Howe is, is joining back again. Um, 17 people in the road to 2K, and the team list is massive. Um, White Knuckles there, A&M Racing, Black Sheep Racing under the Lockdown banner is there, Ward Racing, um, Alpha Racing Team, SSS Racing, uh, New Zealand Sim Racing with Max Donnelly, um, who is probably one of the picks for the the road to 2K, if that's where he's sitting. I'm not sure. I've got to find that out. I probably just said something I'm not. Chill Out Motorsports <laughs> is there. Oraco Racing. ORT has got two teams and Locked On Lads has two teams and a spare driver at this stage. So, yeah, there's some interesting there. And as I look at it, Max Donnelly's not on the road to 2K, so it's all good. Um, 
Yeah, this, that's a pretty good lineup, don't you reckon? Very good. Yeah, it's going to be some big, uh, interesting races for sure. Um, it'll be interesting, I suppose, to to see if uh, Cameron Dance can, you know, go back to back and uh, take the first two championships of the V series. Um, I guess. Do we want to make some predictions? Yeah, let's. What do we want to start at? V's or skips? Well, we could start with V's. So. Is anyone bold enough to go against Cameron Dance going back-to-back? I don't think I am. I think I'm backing him in. Look, I honestly think it's hard to do, and I don't think I can go against him, but if I was going to, and I'm going to have a crack here, I'm going to put some money on Jamie Skeller. Um, I know Lee Partridge will be there. He will be, I think there's your top three. Um, I just think Cam Dance is is something a little bit special. Obviously, the the, the wild horse that I haven't touched on yet is Ryan Simpson. Where's yes. Ryan Simpson ends up? He is an actual national champion in the real Formula Vs. Does he come through and and sweep this with uh, better than everyone else? Well, I noticed he did set the fastest time in practice the other day, so he's That's definitely not going to be slow. <laughs> So, oh, look, it's it's a stack field again. I just can't wait to see what happens. But oh, let's go, Ryan. That's it. Ryan Simpson to Cam Dance to Jamie Skeller to Lee Partridge. That's the top four. Very nice. Um, road to 2K. Look, I'd like to say Vic Benson's one on the list and he stays there. I don't think that will happen. Um, <laughs> I'd love to say Ashley Knowles gets up there as well for us. Uh, to be fair, Ryan Simpson's on that list. <laughs> Don't know if you should be on okay. the list if you're a national Formula V champion. But I'm we'll going now. He's going to do a Lee Partridge and win by 250 <laughs> points, unfortunately. Um, and as for the teams, like Chicken Up's not in there. No. Um, I know oh, there's some... Oh, do I do it? Let's call it. Let's, let's go Locked On Lads, um, Vernie and Vic. Lost by two points last year. I really think Aussie car racing team in Lee Partridge and Sean McKenzie have a fairly good shot at this. So does um, Stuart Crawford and Daniel Hedershine, to be fair. That is that is very true as well. Um, Chill Out Motorsports has three drivers. One of them is Ryan Simpson, so I don't know how that's going to go. Um, <laughs> Mikey Harland is up and around there as well, so... Oh, look, I'm going to call it. I'm going to say my boys can get up over one of the Aussie car racing team teams. What do you reckon? There you go. Where's your calls? I think it's a coin toss, isn't it? Like (laughs) It is. Maybe a coin toss, but the coin needs to have about five different sides. (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe closer to being a dice roll than a coin toss. um, Yeah, I think it's going to be bloody close. That's my prediction. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Sitting on that fence. Hope those splinters don't get you, mate. Um, so okay, so let's go to Skip Barber. Let's go firstly. What do you think you're like? Okay, do you want to go through what you predicted for yourself or for the, everything else? Well, yeah, quick, quickly. I guess we should touch on last season's predictions before we move on. So we sort of made some predictions last season. I think I backed McKellar in to win, so I'm happy. I'm going to give that a tick, tick for that okay. prediction. Yeah. Um, my predictions for myself. I, I went back and listened to this because I was intrigued to see and. I basically said that I finished seventh the season before. So 
you know, I'd really like to think I could try and push for a top five, but sort of said with the quality of the field, I don't think that's possible. And basically said, you know, if I managed to stay within the top 10, I think that would be a, a relatively successful season, but I'd really like to see myself somehow by some miracle uh, get back on the podium at some point in time. And I, I did say that it would need to come with a degree of luck. So managed to come third. So big tick on that prediction. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess over overachieved on what my prediction probably was um, and managed to get back on the podium as well. And it was to do with probably a little bit of luck. So, <laughs> so I guess that was a tick for my prediction as well. Now I went back and listened to your prediction as well. And your prediction was that you'd be really stoked if you could get in the top 15 in the championship and would like to get uh, a top 10 finish at some point. And it was funny, we we're talking before the podcast starts. And I sort of said, you, you got 15th, which is exactly where you were. And you managed to get that top 10 in the last round that you wanted. But overall, I felt like you still probably felt there was more in it. And that was frustrating. So even though you got that 15 that you thought you were stoked, I think as the season went on, you probably wanted higher. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, look, I, I think there, it was it was definitely a season of missed opportunities. Um, I actually got two top 10s last season. Which oh, is... I missed one. Yeah, so at the Nuremberg race uh, one, where I was actually sitting sixth for a while and then let Chastity pass and about three other cars pass, which <laughs> ended up... I, I, I bolted... You got the penalty, which I got, got me penalty. into ninth because Mighty got the got the slowdown, which got me into tenth uh, on the track. <laughs> um, so that was one of my highlights. And then I'm th- from that race, I'm like, here we go. This is good. Like, I've had a 13th, a 17th, and a ninth. I can follow on with this and then had a 28th in <laughs> sorry a 22nd in race two and things sort of went like the the, the enduro i i thought i was better than what i finished um usa international i stuffed up the first race and then felt like i was better than what i finished in the second race with a spin monza i could have done better um i had issues going in but i felt like i had more pace than what the results I was getting and I felt like it's hard because you get those tents and you're like, yeah, cool. Nuremberg ring was definitely, it was a fair, fair go. I qualified really well and got a really good position. Didn't spin or anything like that, but circuit Americas was cool. I got 10th, but I was 23 seconds off ninth Mm. and there's a lot of cars that got taken out. So that sort of made it feel like I was probably better than I was. Um, Yeah. I, don't I know. think it's, it's it's a hard I think, one. I think one of the main predictions for myself, or I guess things I said I needed to do, was try and eliminate those silly mistakes. And I think yep. that's what I did this season. I didn't really make any big errors, except for the one little uh, tap on Russell at Nurburgring, which gave me that penalty. Apart from that, I I didn't really put a foot wrong. I think I got everything out of myself that I possibly yep. could. Just about. I had a I bad think... qualifying here and there, but managed to recover pretty well throughout the race. So yeah. I think, I think the, big um, difference. the two things I wanted to work on was uh, three things I wanted to work on. Two things. One of them I didn't really like cold tire management. Mm, probably not as good as I should have been, but I tried. Um, that's probably where my weakest point was, but it wasn't as bad as the previous seasons. Uh, it was definitely the little mistakes. And I made two fairly significant mistakes, probably three. Uh, if you count the the spin in the last round of Coda, but um, took out Vernie at the at the speedway uh, and spun at um, 
Mon, no, it wasn't Mon, it was one of the other ones. Um, but yeah, I took out Shield Crawford in um, the ring in race two. Um, so that was better than the previous season where it would seem to be like almost every race. Uh, and fighting for position, which I usually just give up positions, and I definitely did that probably. That was the end of last season, uh, the season before. So it's definitely, I reckon I did better at that than this season. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with my results. I just feel like I probably, now in hindsight, I probably should have said oh, top 12 or something like that. So All right. Well, you've got your chance now. So what are your predictions for this season? For yourself first, oh, and then we'll do, and then we'll go with Azikar in general. I, I want, I would like to finish top 10. That would that would be huge. Um, it would require me to do a lot of work, which I don't have time for at the moment. <laughs> um, I think it, definitely a top twelve would be a sort of a pass mark this this time around. Um, but top ten would is is my goal. Um, I do want to win the road to two K. I'll say that now. Um, I think I said last season that I had a good shot at it, which I did. Uh, now Dennis Hancock is out of the running because he's won it already. Really leaves me and Brady Baldwin and, and a handful of others who will improve. Um, especially, I think, Ashley Knowles. Now he's joined us. We'll see a huge improvement as Tim, well. Tim uh, with a full season. Tim with a full season as well. There, there's definitely some people there that... It, 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 yeah, it'll I be a lot I think that'll closer. be the most hotly contested thing, I reckon. Yeah. I think it's actually going to be a really good battle. Yeah, definitely. So, look, I think there's that. Um, definitely top three in that again is, is a must. Um, I can't go backwards in that league. Um, the team championship, I, I, I don't think that me and Ashley are going to go huge in it, but I think we can get a locked on in the top three again. I, th- I want to get two locked on in the top three. It depends on what happens with Milo, I guess, is the big yeah, question mark right now. Um, McKellar and John's hard to go past the three peak. I, I, they are dominating. They're two of the best drivers in the league. They've won the last two seasons individually. Um, I don't see that changing as far as teams go. Yeah, and they won um, pretty handily this season with Alex missing yeah. a whole round. So Alex John exactly. Is. So look, I look. I'd love to say that you and Vernie would finish third or second, um, or Chastity and Mites. I think what, both of you two teams have a good chance and we'll probably well, take points off each other to get to there. I think judging by the paints, uh, Chastity and I are together. Oh, we changed <laughs> it, have we? I didn't think <laughs> we had. but I think Tim's made the executive decision with the paints. So, <laughs> oh, If that's the case, look, I think you guys have got a good chance. Okay. Um, I know Vernie, I took him out last season, and I know he's recovering from his back injury still. Um I, th- I think we've got four really good drivers. I think we've got four drivers that can not quite do a green wall, but they can definitely break up that green wall. Um, so, and I think Tim's not far off it. Both those two Tims are, are just that next step down, but they're very close to being up there as well. So there's a six, almost six cars that can be up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, I, good luck to you all. That's all I want to say. <laughs> and what about for the season? What are your, for the Aussie car in general, who's going to take it out this year, this season? It's really, really hard to go past um, Alex McKellar, isn't it? Um, well, although, how much effort did he put in last season compared to what he'll put in this season now he's won it? Um, is the hunger Alex, still there? Is that what you're questioning? You're questioning, questioning the hunger. 
I'll try to see him on the list. Is he even on the list? He he's is, somewhere there, yeah. isn't he? He he's is, there he is. Um, who beats him, though? Like Alex well, John? I'm going to no, go, I'm gonna go out on Chastity? a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's Chastity season this time. Yeah. Uh, I That'd think, be awesome. I think <laughs> if there's no Milo cars and it's him and Alex one-on-one, for the at the front without the Milo cars battling, I think he's got a really good chance of um, you know, mm. get, getting the job done. I think it'll be I a lot closer. I think the Milo cars come in. I think they they arrive late, fashionably. Yeah. I still think Chastity's got a good chance, don't I? <laughs> I'm I'm backing got... you in Chastity. I'm backing you in. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, so much. <laughs> See, then I think Ben Snell, if he does join, does turn up. I think he's a. Uh, Huge chance as well. Um, I'm going to go back, Alex McKellar back to back. There you go. Right. Done. All Let's right. move on. I'm going Chasty. Uh, for myself, I, oh, yeah. How do you I guess you're going to go. Well, I think there's two two trains of thoughts. Uh, if the Milo cars show, show up, let's assume they do. I think top. I don't think I'd be. Not that I wouldn't be happy, but I think anything outside the top five would maybe not probably be quite up to not up to standard because you know ben alex alex uh donald um chastity all of those guys are probably faster than me <laughs> so no, they're not, they're not. Uh, i think i think overall i think overall they are um mm. not by much I, i'm definitely getting up there but i think overall they are which which means that's five drivers already in front of me but i think i can mix it with them so i think i can take some positions off them and you know, if I can stay consistent, I should get a top five. If the Mar- Milos don't show up, I'd probably want to try and get on the podium again. That would that would be yep. the goal. Um, but yeah, I I think top five's a reasonable goal. Uh, if I can get some podiums in the races, maybe aim for more than one podium in the race this season. Um, that would be pretty cool. Um, I guess that would that would be my goal. And if Chastity and I are together, I think um, you know top two in the championship for teams would probably be pretty realistic as well yep definitely okay well there you go that's everything let's that's move the in to the results after f- an hour of podcasting jesus christ <laughs> yeah we'll go through the aussie car stuff pretty quick because we've uh spoken yeah, we've about, about it at length. enough yeah um anyway so the news uh the results this week is brought to you by cd cinematography go check out clayton davies on facebook cd cinematography get some photos done and like i said he's doing some really good stuff with road stuff at the moment um really atmospheric photos and now he's going to be racing skip barbers i'm going to be interested to see what he does in that so go check him out help out the person who's helping us out that's what we really want to see um he's definitely helping us out so uh hopefully you guys can go support him and we'll move into the actual results so formula v one and done. And I actually watched this race. I did a broadcast, uh, a bootleg broadcast on Locked On Lads. So if you want to check that out, it's on Facebook because uh, we nearly won the championship. You can watch my devastated face, um, unfortunately, as we lost. Uh, so let's go through the results. Um, do you want to start with this? No? That's easy. I can do this because it's Lee Partridge had the win over Chris Noble and Daniel Hedishaw. We saw Cam Dance make a very uncharacteristic mistake uh, at Alton Park in race one and uh, spun it, started first, uh, got back to 11th in the end. 
once again, we're going to say his name again, Max Donnelly, 19th up to 9th. Very good job. Uh, Dennis Hancock, 10th up to 6th. was a really good job at the front of the field. Uh, Paul Jackson, once again, 26th up to 17th. With some of the big movers, um, we got a faster slap to Nathan Burney. Absolute legend. Well done. 135.428 was fastest lap of the race. Uh, unfortunately, he got tangled up in a race one incident with, um, I think it was Mitchell Dean as well, who was the end up, the chicken up guys end up winning that. Um, if, if Bernie had got around the outside of them and missed that accident, I think we we win the championship. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, he got ricocheted into and nothing he could do about it. So... Um, very good race one though. It was it was good close pack racing. Um, Lee Partridge got away in the end by about two seconds, unfortunately, because of Cam Dance spinning out. Uh, but yeah, very very good race one. It was uh, probably go- the best round of these this season. I think after finally getting used to each other, the yep. little bit longer track. It wasn't much longer than um, no, the other tracks they've it was done. The but layout, so yeah, you know, just half halfway down the back straight or the main straight. So yeah, so I think just that little bit more spread out, and the racing was really really good. Yeah, so then we went on to race two, which Cam Dance was involved in the finish, but unfortunately for him, Daniel Hedershide came through and and took the win. Now I predicted Skella was probably going to get there after his little pit stop that he had, and then. Turned out it was such a quick pit stop because he went through pit lane a little bit too fast <laughs> and had to come back and do it again. So I jinxed him through the broadcast. I'm sorry about that, mate. Um, but Kirk Broadhurst and Nathan Burney ported out to the end for fourth, uh, third and fourth, respectively. Uh, once again, another spot that two points was the, the team's championship. Uh, these two were fighting it out, unfortunately. Half a second cost us, but, you know, these things happen. Uh, Jamie Skeller did get the fastest lap of the racing race too, so well done to him. Um, in that, Mitchell Dean, unfortunately for us, came from 22nd without a qualifying spot up to 6th, and also Lee Partridge without a qualifying spot. And I think had contact with uh, our very own Callum Heinrich in that race, 24th up to 8th, still very good effort. Martin Turner, unfortunately for us, uh, 21st up to 9th. We thought uh, we were on when we saw the two chicken up oh. cars miss their uh, qualifying, but <laughs> not we, to me. And I called it box seat because at one stage, because um, Nick Scarju went down there, Scarju went down the inside and took, uh, I think it was Martin Turner out as well. So I'm like, oh, here we go. We're box seating now because we're way in front. And then, yeah, unfortunately. They just kept they, picking their positions Chicken up. up guys did a way better drive. They, they really did knuckle down and, and nail that last race. So. Well done to you guys. Um, uh, other big movers, there's that's pretty. Oh, Rick Beggar, Berger, sorry, uh, twenty six up to fifteenth was a was another great effort. So well done. Um, that brings us to well, I guess the overall um, championship went to Cameron Dance, as we heard from in the news. Uh, Five twenty points over Lee Partridge in four ninety five was sort of in there until Lee had that accident um, and didn't qualify as well. That were the two big things that obviously took him out of the championship in the end. Uh, Sean McKenzie in third, 448, just ahead of Daniel Hedeshide. Very good effort from him. And Kirk Broadhurst rounds out the five. So well done also to Dennis Hancock in... Oh, sorry, Mitchell Dean in sixth. Dennis Hancock in seventh. Nathan Verney, our very own Nathan Verney in eighth. Paul Jackson in ninth. And Stuart Crawford into tenth. Let's go to... Let's quickly touch on the road to 2K. As we said, Lee Partridge completely wrapped that up before the race had even started. 
Uh, Dennis Hancock into second, uh, Paul Jackson into third. Really not a huge amount of points there differing everyone, but Max Donnelly, shout out to him, very well done uh, into fourth as well. Jackie Chalmers from overseas there into fifth, just ahead of our very own Ben Phelpson. Leon Williams in seventh, Rick Berger in eighth, Aiden Schultz in ninth, and Mick Taylor in tenth. Which takes me to, I can't do it. Can you do the, <laughs> the team results for me? Uh, so, <laughs> Chicken Up Racing, Martin Turner and Mitch Dean. Uh, just getting the nod ahead of the Locked On Eye Racing interviews team by just two points. So, one position or uh, one position in the top uh, five or um, a, a zero X bonus in one of the races is all, all that separated them uh, by the end of the series. Uh, Intersim Esports Racing in third, Locked On Black Sheep Racing fourth, Team 111 Esports fifth. Top Split Racing still sixth after not participating in the last two or three rounds. Uh, White Knuckle Racing, 7th. Lockdown Eye Racing News and Results, 8th. And the rest were single driver teams. Yep. Well done, Vernie. And well done, Vic. Did we mention that we took they took each other out and that's probably where the two points came from <laughs> in uh, Sakuba? No, we don't mention that. Let's we weren't talking about that. <laughs> Aussie Formula Skip Barber. Actually, no, before we go on this Aussie Formula Skip Barber, we want to touch base with Jay Kennedy from SimSpeed TV, the absolute legend. He's going to give us a wrap-up of Scops from the weekend where they went to Belle Isle. So take it away, Jay. And welcome, Jay Kennedy, to the podcast. How are you going, mate? Absolutely fantastic, mate. How are you? Oh, no. Let's move on. Next question, please. <laughs> um, we are here to talk Scops, and we are... The Scops went to Belle Isle, the V8s, raced around Belle Isle. Now, I know what that sounds like. That sounds like carnage from the start, but Super Split 2 did pretty well. What happened, mate? Yeah, it was a, a relatively clean race overall. I mean, um, sure, there were, were incidents, but the fact that we didn't have a safety car period throughout shows that the, the guys in Split 2... Uh, who often uh, race relatively <laughs> clean, once again, raced relatively clean. A lot of respect shown in Split 2, which is always really good to see. A few incidents, a few uh, little bits of controversy, but definitely a, a much cleaner race than Split 1, which we'll talk about soon. But um, yeah, a really, really fun night of racing at Belle Isle. Belle Isle has, uh, since its inception in the series a couple of years ago, provided great racing, real action. And it spreads out the field a bit, but what it does, it really, really puts emphasis on great passing, which is uh, what you want to see. You want to see some really good battles, and that's what uh, Belle Isle does produce. Yeah, definitely. So I see here pole sitter Glenn Possilweight didn't go too well. What, can we jump straight into the controversy, or what happened? Uh, yeah, Posse's uh, issues weren't too controversial as, as okay. such. He, uh, he did uh, end up with a, a broken engine, and had to retire. Bradley Vaughan started second and he absolutely launched off the line brilliantly and led into turn one and never looked back from that point and picked up the win. We were looking like we may have had another rematch from last week, which was Bradley Vaughan versus Brian Borg. Of course, those two came together in split yep. two last week. Uh, they finished first and second this time, but Borgy couldn't quite close up. He was starting to close in with about five laps to go, got within two seconds, but couldn't quite get it down and uh, let Bradley Vaughan get away on the last lap. And uh, Vaughan picked up the golden ticket, one by four and a half seconds. Can I share out, the, the top 10, there's only two people that didn't that didn't get a 0x for the whole 24 laps around Belle Isle. Now, I know there's nowhere really to cut a corner, but I guess 0x against the wall, but no, no hit, no anyone else. That's very clean racing. Um, very, very well done to, to that top crew. Um, 
looking at it though, Mark Newton, 19th up to 9th, was really good good drive. And 20th uh, was Varga, started 20th and got 11th as well. So some really good stuff there. But Vaughan, obviously happy getting through again. Yeah, very, very happy. And he did, uh, didn't go too good once he got into split one because he, uh, he actually got DQ'd in qualifying because he broke the golden rule of Ants Cops, no escape rule. Of course, there's uh, oh, no issues no. when you're in split split two because you only have to worry about the uh, no escape rule in the race yep. and ask for permission to tow. But he uh, escaped from uh, the track in qualifying in split one, no. instant disqualification. So he, rather than putting in a decent lap time, he had to start from last. So <laughs> a little bit unfortunate for Brad, but uh, he did a good job in the race. He actually got himself up to 22nd, one of the biggest oh, yeah, movers in is. the field. So yeah. plus 17 positions. Yeah, him and uh, Bailey Frid in front of him as well, 36th up to, to 21st. Some really good driving there. There's even ahead of that, look at this. You've got all these top 30 qualifiers in the in the teens. It's a yep. very, very good effort. Yeah, but Thomas Hinn's the biggest mover, was uh, from uh, 35th. 35th. So he was the slowest qualifier and uh, ended up putting himself into ninth in the end, which was a really, really good drive. Well-deserved result too. And uh, shout out as well to... Uh, Steny and Brad Christensen as well, and Brenton Hobson, who all had great results qualifying back in the field and working their way forward. So well done to those guys. But overall, it was a very, very controversial race, and that the, the <laughs> As we fallout, the fallout from it is still ongoing. That's how controversial it is. Oh, wow! Uh, so lots of penalties given out. Controversial one was uh, after the first safety car, which uh, was around about lap twenty odd from memory. Uh, Jared Vilsell got a uh, drive-through penalty. When he received the penalty, uh, it appeared that his pace dropped off a little bit while he was in the lead and uh, may have checked up the pack. He says that it's uh, due to tyres falling off, but uh, there's a lot of conjecture around what actually happened. What that did do caused a little bit of a bump and run between he and Cooper Webster. Cooper made contact with him, put him just into the tyre bundle, from that, it then checked up the group with Jordan Caruso getting through. Phil Sell was forced to the outside of the group. And then Jake Burton made contact into the rear of Cooper Webster, who was spun at turn 12 while he was sitting in the middle of the track. His teammate, James Scott, made contact with him. He oh, ended wow. up out of the race. And <laughs> yep. then Lee Ellis came around the corner, head on into him, and both of those cars blew up, which brought wow. out another safety car. Phil yeah. Sell was lucky in that aspect because at that point when the safety car was called, he was serving his drive-through penalty, which then means it was cleared. Uh, so he got yep. himself back in, uh, back into the battle. I think he rejoined about 13th or 14th. He also had fresher tyres and everyone else worked his way back through the field in the end, finished second. But Jordan Caruso picks up his fourth win of the year, fourth ever win in V8 Scops all this year. Um, it's crazy. And Blake... Blake Purdy as well, finishing in 32nd yep. ever V8 Scots podium. The last one he picked up was when we had the reverse sprint races last year. So reverse grid yep. races last year. He picked up a third. And uh, this year gets a legitimate third. And uh, Madison down in fourth, who had a shocking qualifying by his standard qualifying ninth. Yeah, don't you hate that when you qualify ninth in Scops? It's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? Um, looking forward to talk to Madison fairly soon. But he, he, look, I'm looking at the bottom of the grid, as you said, Lee Ellis, Ethan Warren, Adam Briggs, James Scott, Cooper Webster, Ethan Grigolt. Uh, you've got Emily Jones. I saw down there. Like, there's some huge names that didn't quite get 
to the end of the race. So well done to those who actually did. Uh, and Thomas Hins, uh, obviously a great drive uh, from him as well. Shame Cooper Webster having the fastest lap of the race as well. So look like Altus probably had some had some pace there this week. Yeah, Altus definitely had pace. So we're at one point looking like they may have locked out the podium with Caruso, Scott, and Webster. But of course, Webster and Scott making contact with each other after Cooper was spun about 16 or 17 laps to go. Sort of put paid to that. Which is a little bit disappointing for those guys because they definitely have deserved some great results. They have been the pace setters this year. They they likely won't win the championship just based on Cooper and Jordan's real world commitments, meaning they can't race the full season. But uh, never say never. There's always surprises that can happen, especially with endurance season right around the corner. But um, it's it's likely to be a TTR battle within themselves on who yeah. will win the championship, just based on the fact those guys can't do the full season. That's it. But no, Jordan Caruso, absolutely amazing season so far. What a huge jump forward for him. Now, what are we doing next week? Oh, not next week, the week after. We've got a week break here for the first We've time. Got in three, weeks. Weeks. Three, three weeks. Three weeks break. break. Yeah, oh, you know, a little bit of time to recharge the batteries. But mid-August, endurance mode kicks off. We start our endurance season at Imola. Yep. And uh, it's it's turned into one of the most entertaining and enjoyable Enduros we've had in V8 Scots, just because it provides really good racing in the V8. That's on uh, the 15th of August. Uh, broadcast time will be 1 o'clock. Of course, 40-car grid. Qualifying, though, is the best part we have for that. Full field, one-lap shootout, so everyone oh, gets their time God. in the spotlight. We love yep. it. It's, we started it a few years ago when we used to have the retro round so that we yep. could give everyone a chance to showcase their liveries. But... The format was so fun, we're doing it again. So uh, we'll have a full field shootout for that. And a little bit of a, a sneaky uh, spoiler as well. Long Beach will also have a full field shootout like we had for Belle Isle last year. So uh, yeah. there's a little spoiler as well for you. There you go. Thanks for all the, the hot goss there. That That's going to be awesome. But yeah, Enduro season, very much looking forward to this. Seeing some different names getting up there as well to so see who's going to drive with who. Um, looking forward to, to seeing some, some special names up there. But thank you, Jay Kennedy, for all your help getting Scop's information out there to everyone because I know they definitely want to hear it. Uh, and we'll talk to you hopefully in three weeks' time, uh, if not beforehand, for some other stuff. We'll see. Thank you, mate. Pleasure to be here. Have a good one, mate. See you, bye. Bye. Thanks for that, Jay. You're an absolute legend. We will we maybe talk to you soon. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Aussie Formula Skip Barber, which we talked about at length. So let's quickly go through those results officially. Do you want to take it away, Braden, this time? Yeah. I've talked so, for ages. So race one went to championship winner Alex McKellar from James Chastanoff and Ben Snell snatching the podium from my grasp at the very last second. Uh Myself in fourth, Alex John fifth, Donald Sabanel in sixth, Matthew Mites seventh, Lee Harrison eighth, Nathan Verney ninth, and Tim Corn rounding out the top ten. Um, obviously, uh, what do we got there? One, two, three, four, five locked on cars within the top ten uh, again in race one, which is really good to see. Some noticeable movers. Russell Clark came from 29th up to 12th, <laughs> uh, yep. fighting his way through the field uh, in what wasn't a great night of qualifying for him. Um, and they were the main big movers, to Sean be honest. Sean McKenzie, 16th to 11th, is probably the only one. Everyone sort of hung around where they finished. I guess Alex yeah. John, 8th to 5th, is sort of a big move, considering where everyone else was. So yeah. it's really hard to say. Anthony Connors, 28th up to 21st, was a good, good effort. Uh, 31st up to 22nd for Sean Carey as well. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty... pretty um 
even field, I suppose. Like, not too much yeah. movement here and there, but, um, you know, people dropping up a few places here or there. Uh, so that was race one. Uh, Alex John had the fastest race in race one. And from what I can see, not one car except for you, Peter, got the incident point bonus. So well yeah, done to you. The only, car in, no car. only car in the field to manage to get the no incident point bonus. So good job. It's uh, easy when there's no cars around you and you've got no, no hope of beating anyone. That's good. That's like right. It. Race two went to champion... Alex McKellar yet again from myself, Brad Martin in second. Donald Sabanel held on to third place from uh, hard charging Matthew Mites. I can't believe he did that after he murdered Chasty right lap one. <laughs> Just absolutely <laughs> murdered him. Jesus. Oh, Stewards, let's go. Brady Baldwin, a nice top five from Nathan Verney, Dennis Hancock, Jeremy Bush, Tim Corn, and Peter Wilkinson inside hey, the top 10. Look at that. So six locked on cars inside the top 10 this time, which was really good to see. Uh, big movers, Craig Kermond, a really good drive, 27th yeah, up to well 12th. Done, uh, Anthony Connors, 28th up to 14th. Uh, Philip Paradiso, 26th up to 17th after, I can't remember if it was race two that he had his little bingle with Sean. Yeah, him and Sean Doyle had a bit of a coming together. I'm not going to comment on it. Uh, the race stewards, <laughs> I think, said it was a racing incident. I can't remember, actually. He I can't remember. I think he got a penalty, yeah. So that but, might not have been such a big climb actually. might not have been yeah. yeah uh they were the main ones Farron hancock's 24th up to 19th and sean carey 31st up to 20th jamie willips 29th up to 21st so yeah, some good movers through that throughout the field can i there. just throw out nathan verney 12th up to 6th with the fastest Ooh, yes. lap of the, of the race absolutely well. well done and looks like ira felberg and ashley knowles and yeah, the only people to get a I'm trying zero to work out bonus. how Ashley Knowles got a zero X and he finished four laps down. Is that a disc? I didn't hear him disconnect. Is that what happened there? That is a good question. But anyway, you got the point, minus two points. Go for it. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> That's a good question. I guess if you destroy your car on one of those uh, sausage curves, you might not actually get a zero maybe. X, maybe. That, that might be, be what actually. it is. Anyway, so well done to everyone good. in the Aussie car for me, Skip Barbers. Can I, I can't wait to race. Though? Brady Baldwin, Anthony Connors, Baron Hancox, well done. Actually, and Russell Clark, well done on not even posting a fastest lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was some interesting, interesting, uh, interesting lines. Line. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the championship obviously went to Alex McKellar, uh, dominant throughout the whole season, 77 points clear of Ben Snell, who was five points clear of myself. Uh, Russell Clark. Donald Sabano rounding out the top five. James Chastanoff, Dennis Hancock, Sean McKenzie, Nathan Verney, and Matthew Mites squeezing into the top 10. Yes, definitely. Well done. Uh, so then we go to... Road to 2K? Road to 2K. Dennis Hancock taking out the win significantly, 441 points. Brady Baldwin second. Now, if my computer didn't disconnect, he crashes out. I'm only 12 points behind him. Like what could have been... been- what could, what have, could been. have been? <laughs> um, so, yeah, 337 for him, 363 for me. Farron Hancock's back in fourth, 340. Ashley Knowles in 346 in fifth. I don't know how that works. I think 346 <laughs> is higher than 340, but we'll go with it. Uh, Craig Kerman in sixth. So, technically, one point behind fourth place, but then five point seven points behind fifth place. So, very well done. Um, 347, Tim Court's actually higher than all those people in seventh. So there might be a little bit of a discrepancy there. Ira, go fix up your, your table. Uh, <laughs> I think Tim Court got fourth. 
Ashton Oz fifth, Farron sixth, Craig seventh. That's a really good finish though for the road to two K there for the for the minor placings. Well done, all those involved. Definitely. Um, team points. We don't really need to talk about it. Alex McKellar smashed them. Um, and sorry, Alex John smashed them as well. Uh, without a week there, realistically, they're a hundred odd points ahead if Alex John turns up. Yep. Um, Van Diemen Racing, well done on second for nine sixty eight. Donald Sabanel Sab- Sab- and Russell Clark. Uh, and then back on to you guys, locked on iRacing news and results. Braden Martin, Nathan Verney in nine twenty-seven points, and then locked on iRacing interviews eight eighty-three. Bit of a gap back to White Knuckle Racing, and then Van Diemen Noodle Squad in sixth. The Man Cave in seventh, which isn't a bad result since Tim didn't turn up one week. So well done, well done to me. Um, locked on Black Sheep Racing in eighth. I missed Apex in ninth. Um, Simon Dobner, that's who I was trying to, and Craig Kerman, that's who I was racing with. It must have been, um, or it might be rookie racing. Yeah, I think it was actually rookie racing I was mentioning before. I miss misspoke with missed Apex. So Greg Holmes and Anthony Connors, White Knuckle Racing two, Sean Carr, Carey, and Scott Harvey. Um, First 11 racing in 12th. I think a lot of these people sort of fell away towards the end. Uh, 111 in 13th and the rest are single drivers. Let's move on to Anne's car and Carl Withy is going to give us a wrap up of that. You're a legend, Carl. Thank you for doing this each and every week. You're a legend. This is the best voice in, in broadcasting. I've said it, <laughs> Brian Jones. I've said it, Jake Sperry. I've said it. Reese Gardner's really good as well. But anyway, go listen to Carl <laughs> about Anne's car. Take it away, Carl. Thanks, Lance, and hello, chaps and chapettes, and welcome to the Anscar Wrap-Up. I am, as ever, Carl Withy. Tonight, we are looking at the Trucks and Xfinity Series action from Anscar, as it was an off-week for the Cup. So let's start with Round 11, Season 2 of the Truck Series from Rockingham Speedway. 28 trucks would take part at the ever-tricky rock, with Jason Martin taking a pole position a smidgen over Jaden Russell. The race would see an early couple of cautions, but after this we would see some good long green stints. Tire wear and car preservation were as ever important, especially at The Rock. And it would see veterans work their way to the front of the field, with the championship three fighting for the win. The star of the race had to be Josh Micklemore, who had a horrible qualifying, but would show his race pace going from 20th to 2nd. Just beating out Foster for third, Nathan Clark would end up having a good run of form in fourth position, Luke Traher in fifth, Jason Martin taking out the win at the end. The championship standing is still close, with Edward Foster at the front leading on 435 points, second for Martin, 17 down, third for Mickle, more 25 off the lead. Uh, with a bit more of a gap to fourth position, it's still all to play for in those spots, however... Fourth is Nathan Clark, fifth Matty Raymond, Norman Clark sixth, Finley seventh, eighth for Wellman, Schultz in ninth, and Donnelly in tenth. We head to the final round at Phoenix next. Who will take the crown in the truck championship? Next up, we head to the Thunder Series, which was going to Auto Club Speedway. The Fast Fontana track treated us to some fantastic racing and possibly the race of the year for the series. A bold statement for sure, but we saw some incredibly close action. Micklemore would take pole position, just beating out Skurlock. As the pace car pulled into the pits and the green flag had dropped, yellow appeared, with Dawsonak getting a little bit loose on the first set of corners. Ruben Phelps checked up, unfortunately Troy Davidson could not stop in time and collected him in the rear. 
Strong qualifying performance from Davidson, but unfortunately he had an end-of-the-line penalty, which ended up costing him in the race. Once the grid reformed and charged away again, Skurlock taking the lead with a good field, a good gap over the field, he managed to get around about a 5-6 to six second lead. However, on lap 27, Davidson's engine would blow a blow to his night after a good performance in qualifying. Everybody would come into the pit lane, and on lap 31 we would go back to green flag racing and not see another flag until the checkered came out. Despite Skurlock running away at the start of the stint with a large lead, behind him was an absolute furball of action. The battle would see around 18 cars fighting it out for position, but it was the wise Matty Raymond and Brenton West who would end up saving the most fuel at the back of the pack and time their charge to perfection, working their way through the field to the top of the field. As others ran out of fuel in view of the finish line, it would be Raymond keeping his car super clean and taking the win over Brenton West who took his first P2 in the Anscar series. Micklemore came home in third position, fourth for Williams, and a strong P5 for Maddie Hunter. The championship has had one drop round included, with one to go, but as it stands coming into the final round, Gallagher leads with a 412 points, second for Micklemore, 21 down, third for Phelps, 47 off the lead, fourth for Hobson, fifth for Raymond, sixth for West, seventh for Donnelly, eighth for Clark, Norman Clark, ninth for for Skurlock, 10th for Hunter. This week we head to Watkins Glen for the final round of Xfinity Thunder Series and of course the Cup will be returning once more. For all that action come and join us on FGM Ecast on YouTube or Facebook, your place for e-pace and as ever a huge thanks to Locked On Lads Guys and Locked On iRacing, your home to the best Aussie sim racing action. Back to you guys. Thanks for that, Carl. You're a legend. And we will talk to you very soon about other stuff, uh, hopefully, as well. Uh, going from there, we've got our very own Tim Harris racing in the OzPass Pro-Am. Now, we're going to be a week delayed on this because he races on a Tuesday night, which is usually when we're recording. So we can't really cover it till they do all the post-race stuff anyway. So we're going to get Tim to, uh, to record some stuff about the previous race. So this is about the race from last Tuesday night. So here we go, Tim Harris. Take it away. G'day guys, I'm Tim Harris. I'll be bringing you coverage of results, standings, and some talking points from Season 4 of the OzPass Pro-Am Sim Series for the Locked On iRacing Podcast. For those who are yet to follow, the OzPass Series is one of a handful of Australian GT3 series. Uh, the OzPass Series is a fixed setup series, utilising four GT3 cars for the season uh, in a pick-and-stick fashion, which has been Basically, the car you start the season with, you have to carry through for the for the season. The Ferrari 488, uh, the Lamborghini, uh, both mid-engine cars. The BMW M4, being a front-engine car, slightly different. As well as the new kit on the block, the Porsche 911 GT3R. The series also carries a success ballast, uh, which is analysed on a round-by-round -round basis. With base, the Pro-Am results both leading towards weight penalties, which are carried over week to week and adjusted in an effort to keep the parity nice, uh, nice and balanced across the, the season. Uh, Pre-qualification set the field for the two classes, both Pro and Am, with the drivers ranked 3K I rating or above automatically heading into the Pro division, as well as any serious real-world race car drivers. The Am division uh, was left up to anyone who turned up could set a qualifying time that that made the cut. Uh, so with that. All in all, there was there about 70-odd drivers set to take the grid for, for round one. Uh, 
now into its fourth season, uh, the Ozpar series is picking up quite a lot of momentum. Uh, you've got a lot of really competitive drivers. It's a pretty stacked field. So you've got almost pro uh, iRaces, as well as real-world races, Carters, XL races, speed car drivers, Toyota 86 drivers, uh, some Porsche Cup and GT3 races, some single-seater Grand Prix winners, uh, as well as radio control, uh, car racing national champions. So it's a very diverse but competitive field. Uh, everyone's putting their, their names on on the line for honour and also some cash prizes at the end of the season for the top three uh, so yeah all of these things are, are great but uh, can't be done without some sponsors so computer technology corporation simrigs.com hj plant repair phoenix smokers and 93 pc uh, all part of the team that uh, help uh, get the series on the ground and running. Uh, the 12-round season consists of three wildcard rounds. Now, these wildcard rounds are running cars that aren't GT3 uh, in a, a dual 20-minute sprint format, uh, things like the Cadillac CTSV uh, and Corvette prototype. Uh, the next wildcard round is the crazy Audi 90 GTO, 700-horsepower monster. Uh, and the final one will be the Radical SR8. So that really spices up and mixes up the season as it goes through. The main course, however, is uh, the six GT3 sprint rounds and the three GT3 70-minute enduro rounds. Uh, with all the rounds, including the wildcard rounds, counting towards the championship, and tracks ranging from the Chicago street circuit to Zandvoort, Season four, uh, it's it's a big season, exclusively streamed through FGM eCast, uh, 7:30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, Tuesday nights. It's quickly becoming one of the must-watches of the week. Uh, there's a lot of action, a lot of action. So tonight I'm going to bring you some uh, talking points and results from uh, the first enduro, which was round four uh, at Road Atlanta. So obviously some bumps uh, and different car types between the, the front engine the mid-engine carts. So we had the Lamborghini and the Porsche, uh, both very quick over one lap, but uh, yeah, a bit risky over the bumps. Uh, so it was really before the round anyone's guess as to what was going to be the, uh, the, the pick of the car, but after all was said and done, uh, TQ went to uh, Jack Wittes in the Porsche 911, uh, and the second qualification was Jack Boyd in the BMW. So you've got two completely different cars, both running at the front of the field uh, and, and very close in, in the time. Obviously, the, the third place uh, qualifier there was uh, Shane Wallace. Uh, so into the race, 70 minutes, uh, obviously uh, quite a, a large variance of speed between the, the front end of the field with the pro competitors and the uh, amateurs. Uh, so there was lots of things coming into play, lap traffic, uh, of course cars getting unsettled over the bumps and falling off at various corners. But after all was said and done, uh, Shane Watts, uh, outstanding drive, uh, fastest lap of uh, 118.5 and pretty much on par I think there's equaled by Jack Wittes uh, but he managed to do that more consistently uh, and get the full points from the round and 
5.9 second victory over 70 second over 70 minutes. So with that uh, second place was Jack Boyd, third Jack Wittis, uh, fourth Luke Turner, and fifth Ross Rizzo. Uh, so quite a diverse range of cars that you had the Lamborghini in first, the BMW for Jack Boyd in second, uh, Jack Wittis with the Porsche 911 in third. So you had pretty much everything there uh, in the top five except for the Ferrari. The, f- the best place Ferrari was 14th with Paul Mansell after the end of the 70 minutes uh, and that's in the pro class. Uh, next up in the amateur class for the 70 minute enduro, uh, first place Dale Carpenter, second place Matt Andrews, third place Daniel Webster, fourth place Timothy Hancock and fifth place was Derek Orty. Uh, which then brings us to our championship standings after the four rounds. So with the pro class, the standings remained the same order for the top four. Uh, so first place, Shane Wallace. Uh, second place, Jack Boyd. Third, Ross Rizzo. Fourth place, Luke Turner. And fifth, Adam Funslow. Uh, sixth place, Jack Wittes. Uh, seventh place, Scott Cray. Uh, eighth, Josh Fitt. Ninth, Brendan Levin, and tenth, Paul Mansell. So there's a bit of movement there within the uh, the second half of the top ten with championship positions, uh, with the likes of Jack Wittes actually moving up eight spots uh, into piece into uh, position six for the championship. So he's done really well out of that round. Uh, one of the big losers there being Jeff Connell. So Jeff Connell had a, 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 a less than ideal race so he's dropped eight positions and being last season's champion uh that's it's quite a blow really and he's dropped down to 13th in the championship there uh as far as the the top five go uh shame was has a 300 and so or so point buffer over jack boyd uh then from there it starts to tighten up a little bit so shane's really walking away with the the pro series at the moment uh obviously still uh eight rounds to go so there's a lot lot to go there uh the am championship so that's quite an interesting little one with quite a bit of movement week to week uh this week matt andrews uh actually jumped up from second into first position uh, after that with uh, uh, thereabouts 21 point lead so it's a lot tighter than the than the pro championship second place in the championship daniel webster third graham smith fourth derek orty and fifth lachlan capel so uh, over the top five there we've got thereabouts a 160 point split uh, so very tight at the uh, top of the am table and uh, obviously the boys are going to be going at it hammer and tong as far as our team's championship goes the injectors online racing uh, pro pro driver combination of maverick benson and shane wallace no surprises there they're on top second the pro am pairing of jack boyd and glenn boyd and in third position in the team's championship is Matt Andrews and Daniel Cheney, both AM drivers. So uh, going first Pro Pro, second Pro AM, and third AM AM. That sort of paints the picture of what's happening in the team's championship. But uh, in saying that, your third place for TechSense Fitzy Motorsport of Matt Andrews and uh, Daniel Cheney doing a very solid job there in a in a big field. So as far as the next rounds go, we've got uh, the Audi 90 GTO, uh, which is next 
round at the Charlotte Roval. Uh, if you haven't driven those cars or seen them before in action, they're a wild piece of kit. 700 horsepower, 1980s suspension and tyre technology without ABS brakes, without traction control. They do have four-wheel drive, but they also have four-wheel slide, so they'll be one to watch. So uh, FGM eCast, uh, check that out on Facebook uh, or the YouTube channel and uh, get behind the series, see what it's about, uh, because it's action-packed. So thanks very much, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for that, Tim. You're an absolute legend. Hopefully we hear more from you in the very near future. Now, I didn't even mention I drove trucks the other week uh, in my wrap-up of what we did. So let's go to scraps and find out what happened in the scrap series. The trucks went to... Oh, wow. Where did they even go to in the end? Um, New Hampshire. Oof, what a track. Um, no, they went to Richmond. Richmond, that's not the results for Richmond. Anyway, I can't find the results for Richmond. It happened. It was a race, and I didn't go very well in it, is the main gist. Um, why aren't the results in the in the system? I can't find any of it anywhere. Anyway, let's have a look at what the table looks like over at that. I can at least give you that. Um, it was a pretty good race um, overall. From my rear view, I didn't really get to see much of it. I ended up getting lapped and then also came flying through the field. Did you get to watch any of this stream, Braden? where I, I pitted? I, I did, yeah. I did watch the stream. <laughs> it was um, good fun, actually. It's fun of my... I actually have been really enjoying it, um, listening to you guys uh, have a chin wag while, you, while you're driving. Um, unfortunately, it didn't end really great for either you or Tim <laughs> at Richmond. No, I really but... stuffed up this week. Um, I really did. I wasn't feeling confident. Richmond was, was not going well for me. I pitted probably when I shouldn't have, I guess. Um, but I just, my tyres were stuffed. And yeah, just we had we had five of us in the chat this week, which was really good fun. Uh, Justin Howe knows his stuff. Um, Sam uh, Stride was in there as well. Um, I'm just trying to go uh, points for the scrap series. No, nah, so I can't quite get it up. But um, and that, yeah, I did say that right. So, standings at the moment. Braden Borlos is in first. Uh, Matt Danson is in second. Jason Martin in third. Jaden Russell in fourth. Daniel Yeaman in fifth. Simon Mazomo in sixth. Uh, Daniel Stevens in seventh. Ryan Jones in eighth. Darren McKenzie in ninth. And Justin Howe rounding out the top ten. Uh, I'm sitting 12th, just out of interest. Uh, Tim Corn's back in 15th at the moment, so... Um, yeah, so from the other night, it was mainly to do with um, just my tyre wear was, was ridiculously bad. Um, when I did put the tyres on right at the end, I was about five laps down because I did have a crash, um, which took me out. Uh, oh, no, that's right. I sped in pit lane and a few other things. Um, I'd actually managed my my damage really well, and I just stuffed up pit entry and caused some damage. Um and things like that, and just put me back in the field. And then I was flying through the field, even though I was a couple laps down, um, was absolutely carving everyone up with new tyres and, yeah, put her into the wall. But kept it straight, didn't bring out the yellow to most people's disgust. <laughs> um, I can't I can't work out. Race, all races, race. No, nah, it's really hard to work out this anyway. But that's the results. I'm sure it was a really good race up front.
but I didn't win, so that's all that matters. Let's go into <laughs> Sunday Night Lights. Thank you, Alex McKellar, for yet another great round wrap-up. Take it away, Alex. Thanks, Wilco. G'day, everyone. Alex McKellar here, the host of Top Split TV's ongoing coverage of Sunday Night Lights. Round 6 of Season 24 saw the drivers head to the tight and challenging Tsukuba circuit. Once again, the main race drew a strong mix of old and new faces with the Japanese track drawing out the likes of Team Torpedo's Tim Hendrickson and Anthony Jones. The former, who we haven't seen for several seasons, is always up for a stint at the pointy end of proceedings. Qualifying saw a new pole sitter for the season in Mavano's Ludwig Gidi, who took pole from Anthony Jones by just two one-hundredths. Jones showing that he was not going to be outshone by his orange and blue liveried teammate Hendrickson, relegating the Flying Dutchman to the second row where he started from third. Iberian Racing School's Christian Perez joined the Team Torpedo driver on the second row starting from fourth when the green flag was dropped. The third row was filled with Gidi's Mivano Sim Racing teammate and series contender Manu Big Breaks Luketa and leading driver making a title run of his own, Corey Lean, in 5th and 6th respectively. The other local representatives in the field were the Cowboys, Sam Devantia, along with Craig Biley making his series return, and Mitchell Nichols, who had been promoted to the top split after winning the second split race at Road Atlanta the week before. While they were buried in the second half of the grid to begin with, along with Lean, they carried the hopes of the ANZ club against a strong international lineup. When racing got underway, it was a long line of 19 cars that attacked into Turn 1, only to find themselves struck by the most unusual network event that cost several drivers their place in the same universe, briefly, uh, as the rest of the field, only to find themselves being teleported back into, and sometimes on top of, the other cars in the field, causing a high degree of mayhem in the mid to lower end of the field on the run into Turn 4 for the first time with several drivers coming a cropper and some going straight on into the tyre barriers. While most of the drivers were able to carry on, the race lost one of its greatest talents in Christian Perez, who was an unfortunate bystander to the issue and was unavoidably taken out of the race, retiring on lap one. The next major event that shaped the course of the race occurred on lap four, where Team Torpedo's Anthony Jones was rear-ended into the turn four braking zone while tucked in directly behind the leader by ANZ's Corey Lean, who misjudged his braking while running in third. After having been turned two weeks in a row, this week it was Lean who made the mistake that cost one of the front runners their shot at the win. In fact, championship front runner Manu Luketa was also taken out in the ensuing mess and was relegated to running at the back of the field a lap down for the remainder of the race. This also broke up the front pack and saw Mivano Sim Racing's Ludwig Gidi and Team Torpedo's other driver Tim Hendrickson skip away from where they would not be challenged for the win other than by each other. This also saw Lean fall back into a battle for the final podium position with last week's race winner Danny Blanco perennial contender Julian O'Frey and the leading Italian driver in the field, Giuseppe Tolini. The latter managing to hold on for a sixth-place finish with O'Frey snaring vital championship points in a fifth-place finish three-tenths ahead of him. Recovering from the early incident, Corey Lean held on in the secondary pack and fought his way to a fourth-place finish. Danny Blanco just two-tenths 
ahead of Lean, backing up his win last week with a solid podium and finishing third. This left Hendrickson and Geedy to fight it out in the closing stages, with Geedy spoiling the return to SNL of the prodigal team torpedo driver who finished second, just a tenth off the win. Whilst Lean was the leading ANZ driver, the biggest movers in the field were Mitchell Nichols and Craig Byerly, who both fought their way forward from the last row on the grid to finish in the SNL points in 11th and 12th, respectively. Unfortunately, the Cowboy, Sam Devantia, also suffered a tough night, finishing out of the points in 15th position. Briefly going around the grounds, we saw the locked-on iRacing pairing of Braden Martin and Nathan Verney front up for SNL this week, with Martin taking a maiden flag-to-flag victory in a dominant 10-second win, while his teammate just scraped into the SNL points with an 11th-place finish. Mark Jeffries' strong season continues with an 8th-place finish in the second split, once again securing good championship points. While he could only manage 15th, it was great to see Ken Himes once again joining us for SNL. Hopefully we see more of Ken in the weeks to come and he can see better results at the same time. As we take a look at the championship standings at the halfway point in the season, we see Team Ivano's Ludwig Giedi rest the lead of the series from his teammate after a no-show and not scoring points this week sees Manu Big Breaks Luketa fall to fourth in the standings. Second place overall sits with Julian O'Frey, who is proving that consistency can be as important as race wins. Corey Lean is not only the leading ANZ driver, but is sitting in third overall with a race in hand, once again showing that the racy Lean is a contender this season. After Luketa in fourth, we see another two ANZ drivers in Mitchell Nichols and the ever-present Mark Jeffrey in fifth and sixth respectively, both having an excellent first half of the season. On the back of some good results, this week sees both Locked On iRacing team members Braden Martin and Nathan Verney break onto the leaderboard, with Martin sitting in 16th and Verney just sneaking into the top 20. Next week sees the SNL Freight Train make its way to another first-time track in the Red Bull ring, many drivers looking forward to testing their mettle on the layout that we've all been watching so intently over the past two seasons of Formula 1. So join us on the track or over on the Top Split TV Twitch channel next Sunday night at 9.15pm Australian Standard Time where we will be bringing you once again some of the best racing you'll find anywhere. As always, it will be the place to be on a Sunday night. Thank you as always to our friends over the Locked On iRacing podcast for giving us another platform to share the amazing racing with an extended audience. They have, of course, now cemented themselves as the place to come for all your ANZ iRacing news, views and events. But for now, folks, and until next week, this is Alex McKellar signing off. Ciao for now. Thanks again, Alex. You're an absolute legend for helping us out with uh, the Sunday Night Light stuff. And hopefully this is helping the community grow and grow and grow. You've got this Braden guy that's racing in there now. He's apparently really famous. Um, <laughs> you looking forward to Red Bull Ring for Sunday Night Lights this week? I'll tell you after Thursday. It depends on how Thursday goes. Depends on how <laughs> confident I'll be feeling. <laughs> okay, we we will see how we go then. Um, look, I'm I'm really looking forward to everyone who's helping out in this. So thank you to uh, Anscar. Thank you to Alex. Uh, sorry, Carl with the from Anscar. Thank you to Alex McKellar with uh, Sunday Night Lights. Thank you Tim Harris for helping us out with Aussie Oz Pass Pro Am. 
thank you for Jay Kennedy with Scops. Uh, and thank you to anyone else who um, does help us out because it just means more content for you guys, better content for you guys, uh, and a little bit less work for us because we, this is already taking a long time. Um, if you are interested in helping us out, lockedonlads.com slash Discord, hit us up in there or Locked On Lads on Facebook. Message us there and we, we can definitely help get your series covered somehow. Thank you to the sponsors once again, CD Symptography and Brewster Coffee. Go check them out. Links in the show notes. But, Braden, where can people find you, mate? Yep. You can uh, find me over on twitch.tv slash the1dwade. Really pushing towards getting affiliate uh, pretty soon uh, in the next couple of streams, all things going well. So if you can drop by um, when I'm streaming and... Um, Come hang out. It'd be really good. I've been playing some Master Chief Collection Halo uh, with some mates, which has been good fun. Uh, so feel free to pop in for one of those streams. Or I've also um, obviously been streaming a fair bit of Skippy Racing um, as well. So hopefully next stream I'll get road to 3K, which will be good to tick that off. Um, and if you want to hear me talk about anything else, probably the Olympics at the moment, uh, you can come over and give me a follow on Twitter at, um, at Braden Talks. Oh, oh, Braden Talks, that's right. Um, look, just to rub salt in the wound, uh, you can go follow us on uh, Twitch if you want. We're on the road to 500 followers. Uh, we did a fill it ages ago, so come help us out there. Uh, really good showing last couple of big stream, last couple of streams, especially the the Aussie car ones. Uh, keep turning out for that. I love the little debrief we do at the end before we jump on for the man cave, which is another podcast that we do. Go check out the man locked on lads the man cave. It's really good stuff, um, and we are trying to get an Olympic special going at the moment, so we'll see how that goes. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Locked On Lads YT. Uh, we're on the road to 400 subscribers over there. You can find a lot of all the old pro, uh, podcasts over there, and I'm trying to put all the old races up there as well. Uh, but if you can go give us a subscribe, try and get to 400, and then try and get to 500 so we can get some stuff happening once we get to 1,000. Um, but all the support over there has been great. But check out in particular the Locked On iRacing Interviews podcast. We just put up Alex Bergeron. Uh, on Sunday, we've got Jonathan Hancock coming up this Sunday. Uh, we have got then um, Bow Albert coming up in the very near future. Madison Down coming up in the very near future. Um, and some guy called Jake Sperry coming up in the very near future. I don't know even know when we're recording that. Um, but yeah, there's heaps of heaps of good interviews over there. So go check them out. Um, and also Locked On Lads on Facebook which hasn't had a lot of contact lately, but all the cool photos and pics and, and results are going up over there. Go thank Nathan Verney and John McHenry and, and Tim Corn for all their help getting content up over there. Um, and that is the main place, but definitely the Discord, lockdownlads.com slash Discord. Go join us there um, and have a chat with us, chat about the Olympics, chat about whatever, chat about other games that people are playing, Tarkov and, and things like that. Um, and yeah. Hopefully, we'll catch you all soon. Wilco's Chill Zone on Twitter, Locked On Lads on Twitter. Until next Sunday, I guess, when the next interview goes up, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Drive safe, drive fast.